Welcome to the Spirit Life Podcast. I'm John, your host, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing men's ministry. You know, if you look around most churches, you'll discover that there are usually more women than there are men. And there's a reason for that. Men seem to be less engaged at church, uh, generally speaking, and they attend far less than women do. Now, this makes men's ministry more challenging. You know, many churches uh, have adopted a model where they will have breakfast for the men once a month, and they'll have a devotional or Bible study, or someone come and, and speak and share on a topic that's relevant to men. And that's kind of the extent of that ministry. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but we believe we found a better way to do men's ministry, a way that's just more more engaging. In fact, we have seen uh, our men grow and uh, really experience some transformation as a result of what we've been doing. And we're hoping that as you listen to today's episode, that you will share this with your pastor and and the leaders of your men's ministry, and that you can have a discussion around this. And if you're the pastor, then I would love for you to invite your team to listen to this episode and for us to have a conversation. We're hoping to inspire you to improve your men's ministry And uh, we're hoping that you would even consider adopting what we're doing. And we would love to help you get all set up. So uh, today I get to interview Hector and Victor, two of our men's ministry leaders. And I think you're going to be captivated by what they have to say. And I'll come back at the end to wrap things up. I'm excited today to have Hector Salcido and Victor Sanchez with me. They are two of the five leaders of Barbarian Circle. That's our men's ministry. And guys, thanks for taking the time here to uh, to be here on this podcast. Welcome. Thank, thank you. All right. Thank you, John. Okay, guys. Uh, I want to start off, first and foremost, just um, uh, kind of speaking about the goal of this particular podcast. Uh, the reason why we're making this, this podcast, this episode, is because there's probably pastors out there that are frustrated with men's ministry. Men's ministry is tough because there's something about men in church in general. And that we're going to talk about. And I also want to reach men out there that perhaps feel like they don't have a, a men's ministry at church that they can actually connect with. And I'm hoping to uh, maybe inspire people to consider, right, uh, consider uh, just some of the things we're doing that may inspire them. And, in fact, it may even um, motivate them to reach out and for us to have a discussion about what we're doing with Barbarian Circle in more detail. So let's start off with question number one. Hector, I'm going to go to you for this one, okay? And uh, Hector, you and I can, uh, I'm sorry, Victor, you and I can chime in anytime, okay? Um, Hector, what is Barbarian Circle and why was it started? Well, Barbarian Circle, um, why it was started, I'd rather go with why it was started. And obviously, um, it's kind of like what you explained. It's... Our men are struggling to come to church and be dedicated to church. And I think a lot has to do with, man, when you go to church, I don't mean this in a wrong way, but a lot of the colors in the church are very pastel. There's flowers all over the church. Um, And it's awkward for a guy to come in and fill that place, especially that guy who – likes to be with his boys, the guy who, you know, just trying to identify his masculinity to the gospel. 
And it's hard when you walk into a church and all you see is pastel colors. So we figured, man, we thought, man, how do we create a place where not only where men who go to church feel comfortable, but how do we create a place where they feel comfortable inviting their friends? You know, my friend that I, I believe needs the gospel, but man, he's at, you know, he's at the bar Friday and Saturday. I invite him to church and again, pastel colors and flowers everywhere. And, you know, the curtains in the church look like the ones my grandma hand-stitched and so or knitted. So it, it's, it's hard, right? And, and, but when we, when we thought of the name Barbarian Circle, we chose Barbarian, not just the sense of being barbaric, but we chose Barbarian in the sense of being raw, just the raw masculinity, who you are as a man without painting it up, without dressing it up in Christian jargon and cliches. Just, dude, who are you at your raw essence? And circle was that confidentiality, that circle, which is the environment we're creating where we allow God, you know, to touch men where they're at. And that's why we kind of, you know, the direction we took is let's create something uh, for men uh, to reach out to men. And it's almost missional. Well, I think it's more missional than uh, when you think about it. And, and focused on reaching our men in church and the guys that are, are on the fence and the guys that are not going to church. Wow. Hey, thanks for sharing that. Let, let me just chime in a little bit about uh, when it comes to the creation of BC. Because at, at, at our church, at Spirit Life, uh, our men's ministry at that time, uh, man, was dwindling down. Um, we, were, we were meeting once a month. And it was like on a Saturday morning. Uh, and it, it, you know, tennis wasn't great. We lost our leaders. They had moved and we were down to one. And I thought, oh man, we're going to lose this one amazing leader. Turns out he's going to stay. But we said, we got to come up with something that is going to reach men. And, and as I thought of that, as we thought of that as a team, one thing that came to mind was, okay, it has to be a place where men can hang out and just be men, get home from work. And yeah. You know, not, not get home from work, come from work or, you know, and just find a place where they can hang out. They can, uh, they can just be together. And, 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 you know, and then, of course, you mentioned a circle, a time of this time when you come together, and there's like a sharing. And uh, we spoke about that. And then, then we also spoke about the need to move away from a, a once a month thing, uh, you know, a morning thing, right? A lot of churches have like a, like a, a men's breakfast. And we said, hey, let's make, make it more like a small group. Let's have four consecutive, you know, uh, Thursdays. We chose, you know, that day of the week. Oh, and so it would give our men enough time, right, so, so they can start build, you know, building relationships. So on a Saturday, you miss one month. Hey, you don't see the guy two months down the road. Whereas yeah. with BC, there's four, four consecutive Thursdays. You miss one week, you still see them three. And, and so that was a concept, you know, hey, let's make it four Thursdays, consecutive Thursdays. And then we said, hey, let's take a couple of months off. And so if we meet in January, we won't meet again till April. And the, the mindset behind that was if you meet every single month, right, every consecutive, right, every Thursday of every month, it becomes routine. And it'll be easy for the guys to say, I'll go next week and I'll go next week. So we said, okay, let's make it where. You got four weeks and show up in those four weeks. Give them two months, you know, two two months off, and then come back. and And the idea was, don't let it get old. And um, 
we created this one rule and and there was a reason behind the one rule it's like we saw that a lot of times when we were advertising an event the women were pushing their husbands oh you gotta go and you know they were forward emails and they were just kind of like elbow their husbands and you know guys don't really dig that right a woman trying to push them to go to church or you know get involved in men's ministry so 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 the mindset was look the only way this is going to work for us to switch from one ministry to the other is to create a rule that's going to just intrigue them right and we call the one rule we still have and the wrong one rule is this whatever is said whatever happens at barbarian circle stays there you don't share it with your wife you don't do pillow talk you know you don't if a fellow barbarian missed last week and says hey how was it all your all you are to say is what hector i was blessed that's it if your wife asks, I was blessed victor if your wife asks you when you get blessed, home, blessed. how was it you're blessed right yes i know right okay so we decided to make that rule first of all so the guys wouldn't know what barbarian circle was they couldn't say if we were to tell them, oh, we're going to do this, they would say, oh, I've been there, done that, I'm not going. So it was a secrecy to kind of promote the, the Barbarian Circle, but it was also to empower men. This can sound corny to people, but it's been powerful for us. Mm -hmm. One rule that we have, it, it would serve to empower men so that the wife doesn't really know what she's nudging her husband to go to. Okay, Barbarian Circle looks good, looks great, we see men being touched, but what is it? We, they, we don't really discuss what happens. And so it would empower the men to feel, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And my wife doesn't, she can't nudge me. She doesn't really know what's happening there. And once I go, I get to say, it was awesome, but I don't have to share. And we found that that really helped the men from the get-go. Just that one rule empowered the men. Um, hey, any thoughts on the one rule, Hector Victor? Sacred, man. It's sacred. It's it's the uh, it, it's kind of like uh, like credit. If you ever had bad credit and you know you get that one chance to get credit all over again, you kind of hold on to it, you know. And when it comes to our credibility as men, a lot of times we've made mistakes along the way where you know sometimes you can't trust another guy's word. And this is one chance that you get once again to be brought back into a circle, to be brought back into uh, a form of secrecy, and and you're your uh that your word is your bond you know you don't you don't break it you know if you break it we love you you know we'll love you on your walk we'll pray for you but you're out there's so much at stake for you yeah that's right hector share a little bit more about just what's on stake and why every week we we, we remind men of the one rule the reason why we have the one rule and uh to add to what you guys already spoke uh, about is that men struggle alone and men struggle um, by themselves. And that is dangerous for a man to struggle by himself within himself to think he's the only one dealing with certain issues, temptations and stuff. When the enemy has you in that place, it, there's a sense of, uh, you're stuck and there's freedom in transparency. So there is transparency within the group, right? Because guys are beginning to share because he knows it's sacred because he knows that there is, 
it's going to stay there. So when guys begin to share, they become transparent to one another. Then men, like the Bible says, begin to carry one another's burdens. They also begin to confess to one another. When there is confession, there's victory. So you're no longer holding it by yourself in secret. Now you're letting it out. Now you're saying, I don't want to stay in that place where I'm at once you confess it. Now you have guys holding each other accountable, edifying one another, building one another, asking for a prayer for one another. And yeah, so there's some things that some dudes feel they can't share with anybody. But when you're in a group of men who have been in the same battles as you, you know, maybe some guys are out of that battle. And you see another man with scars that has scars with wounds that you're dealing with. That guy with scars is healed, right? And that's a scar. A scar is no longer an open wound. The scar is a wound that is now healed. And that guy with scars gets to share with the guy with fresh wounds saying, hey, there's victory in that. You don't have to stay there. You're not stuck there. So guys open up because there is that secrecy. Because no one's going to tell. No one's going to start having pillow talks and that fear is removed and honestly when you can have a man be honest before god amongst other men there is there, there is victory and transparency and we're seeing it with our men and um but there's a freedom in that and just knowing that hey man like what's said here stays here there's a freedom in yeah. that yeah yeah that's great that's great you know um the importance of making men know and, and just feel that Barbarian Circle is a place where they can be transparent. The importance of that led us, right, to take that one rule. Um, it, it almost seems like an extreme, right? It's like, uh, don't announce it at church. Hey, go to the men's ministry. You want to know what it is. You got to show them to it. And it kind of seems silly, you know, going that way and, uh, you know, the women asking, well, what do you guys do there? And the guys, you know, don't say anything. You know? And it seems like it's it's maybe you're an extreme, but we've gone that route to assure men what happens at Barbarian Circle stays there. So we don't talk about it. And I think that has been part of the reason why we've seen so much transparency. And like yeah. you said, Hector, it's, it's once a man is able to confess what their struggle is, it's like freedom, you know, freedom begins to set in. The moment you step out of the shadow and are able to say, look, I'm going through this, it's as if the devil begins to lose hold over your life. That yeah. sin begins to lose hold over your life. And I know you said that often. You say that often to the men, and it's absolutely true. And I think this is why that, that one rule is so important. Um, hey, I want to move to the second question. I want to go to you, Victor, on this one. And, of course, Hector, you can chime in as well. Um, what? Why does Barbarian Circle appeal to men? Why, why do you think it appeals so much to men? Well, like Hector said earlier, it's, it's that, um, that trust. It's that, uh, that secrecy. Um, it's not pastel. You know, it's, it's void of femininity. You know, there's, there's something unique about our walk as men. Um, that's not like everybody else's walk. You know, we struggle a little different. We, uh, you know, our sins are different even. And so when we see somebody else, um, somebody like us, when we see freedom in somebody like that, and when we see that openness, and when we see 
um, what God can do in somebody's life and how he's doing it in a ministry like this, it's really appealing. It's, it's, you look at it and you're, you're asking the question, what are they doing different that I'm not doing? You know, how is it that this guy is able to pray? How is it that this guy is able to fight in the way that he does that, um, you know, I haven't been able to do all my life? I like it because it's not, I think it appeals to guys because it's not a, a men's ministry that's starting off as a new Christian. It's kind of like a, a men's ministry wherever you're at. Just like yeah. I said a little earlier, you know, it's if you're new, come on in. If you're weathered, come on in. If you're somewhere in the middle, come on in. We need you. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot like a tattoo. You know, if you got a tattoo and somebody sees that tattoo and they have a tattoo as well, they can relate to that pain. They can relate to the experience. And you guys both kind of laugh if you guys, you know, got in that one little painful spot. Other guys look at it and they're like, "Did it hurt?" They start asking those same questions. What was it like? Did it hurt? You know. How long does he heal? You know, it's something that appeals to all of us, and and it's not until you're there, it's not until you're experiencing it, that you fully get the full grasp of it. I, you know, I might have gone off the subject a little bit, but it's it, it appeals to us as men because it reaches us at our level. It, it's it's reaching us where we're at, not where we think we're supposed to be. That's good, man. Very good. Hey, Hector, you wanna um, you wanna chime in on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's. It's definitely appealing to men, and one of the things that I like what Victor said was, um, whether you're new or whether right when you walk in, it's it's kind of like you're stepping into this journey, and God is meeting you where you're at. And I have to say, it appeals to men too because it's it's real, it's raw, it's authentic, and it's transparent. And every dude who comes has a story and everybody at BC at some point in their journey in BC in barbarian circle has shared their story. And so when guys share their story, they're sharing their story, reflecting what God story is in their story. And that's, what's cool. Cause a guy can come in with the history and, and guy can, guys can come in with, with baggage, but they will know when they show up, man, that God will meet you where you're at in your story and develop it from there. Again, that secrecy and the sense of confidentiality, men yearn for that. A place where they can be who they are, the core of who they are. Because we, we play roles. We're working. I'm a sales rep. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. And you're playing all these roles. And, and you're giving yourself to all those things. And I, I just feel like when a man comes to BC, God is meeting him at the core of who he is, the rawness of who he is. And I think that's why it appeals to men, because it's other men just like them. Not dudes acting like they're overly spiritual than they are. Not dudes dressing up and hiding their Christian, you know, hiding under the cloak or the suit of Christianity. But it's just dudes who they are, and they'll look at him and be like, wow. This dude deals with what I deal with. I thought I was the only one. You know what I mean? And, and so when you start hearing those stories, I think that's why it appeals to the men because they realize that all men, we're all the same. Just some of us are a little more surrendered to God than others. And, and that's what we're teaching men to do, to surrender their identity to that of Christ because that's who made them. 
And that's who's going to build them to be who God called them to be. That's good. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Excellent. Um, that's going to move you to the third question, okay? And we were already starting to kind of bleed into it in our answers. But here's the third question. And it's, why has BC been successful? And if the two of you will allow me, I want to jump on that one. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Barbarian Circle has, has uh, been successful because we are able to unleash um, support, accountability. Yeah. With no judgment, yep. and, and that has been a tremendous secret weapon, where men can feel like they can be vulnerable, transparent, say what they normally wouldn't say, and feel mm -hmm. like the group understands. Wow. That's key. There's an enormous amount of support from the from everyone, uh, and a sense of accountability, and it's something men yearn for. And it's that we give permission. We give each other permission to do that. And friendships are, 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 are formed that go beyond the meetings. And, and our men find the support that perhaps they were not going to get before. Uh, again, it, because of just the way Barbarian Circle is structured, the one rule, uh, the, the element of the circle. We're going to talk about the circle in just a little bit more about the power of the circle, what that is. Um, but I want to turn it to, over to you two. Why do you think Barbarian Circle has been so successful? Victor, you first, Hector, you second. Um, there's something genuine about it. You know, it's, it's um, when, you, when, you finally, when you finally see or when you finally experience or when you're finally part of a genuine brotherhood, um, it's, it's different. It's, it's absolutely different. It, it's, we're not playing church on Sunday. We don't see each other and say, hey, brother, how are you doing? And shake the guy's hand and give him the two pats on the shoulder and then walk away. You know, you invest in somebody else's life, and they, in turn, invest in your life. And you guys share a common goal, and that common goal is to better yourself as a, as a husband, as a father, as a Christian. And guys are able to see you at your most vulnerable state. And when somebody's able to see you at your most vulnerable state, and it's not just your most vulnerable state, but it's your most vulnerable state of fighting. And that's the key right there. Vulnerable state of fighting. Because you're vulnerable and you're fighting, you're not standing there. You want to continue to move forward. And when they can see that, they can, they can relate to it, and they draw strength from it too. And I think a lot of the success comes from that. You know, we all have, we're all one mindset, we're all one tribe, we're all different clans, but one tribe, and we're trying to move forward in that. And, and I think that genuine, that genuinity, I don't even know if that's a word, that, that genuine state of another man, you know, being able to see behind that facade, like Hector was saying, you know, behind that salesman, behind that this, that, and the other, being able to see another guy as another guy, you know, it, it, it resonates in us. That's good. That's rich. That's rich. Hector? John, um, yeah, because when you look, John, you mentioned a little bit like sometimes a lot of men's ministry consists, because men are busy, so it consists of a once-a-month Saturday breakfast Bible study. And that didn't work for me uh, for two reasons. One, um, 
Saturdays are family day. I work hard six days a week, and Sunday is church, and I and I, and I still work late Sunday. And but so Saturday, that's that's my rest day. That's my family day. So to ask me to leave to go have some some, you know, a breakfast, have one guy talk the whole time, give a devo, <laughs> and then I have my wife and my children waiting for me. So we all rushed back home. That is more like a care package that falls on a lonely island to help you survive on that lonely island. <laughs> I see every man is his own island. And so when, when you have these, these men devotionals where just one guy talks the whole time and teaches and pumps the guys up, everybody says hoorah, and they leave, all I got was the care package to help me survive on this lonely island. I think what's made Barbarian Circle successful is that it's not a bunch of fat dudes riding on a bike on Saturday. It's just to say we got together. <laughs> but what it is is that guys are getting together for a reason, and that is to be well, – Victor was saying genuine, open, transparent, and, hey, and, and praying for one another. So when I see BC, it's like every guy on his island, on his fort, is dropping the drawbridge, and he's building bridges across with other men. So okay. men are no longer on an island. But now there's being bridges built on each other's from one island to another where I could see your resources and your resources help me. And I can cross the bridge and and, uh, share what care packages I might have got on a morning devotional. And you share yours with mine. And and now, because the way we're structured on on Thursday nights and the way we're structured on that four-week period, it's not just one guy. We're dialoguing. We're talking. We're asking questions. We're engaging one another. It's not just me or you or, or Victor or David it's just speaking while everybody listens to a great sermon that I put together on manhood. But instead, we're sharing our manhood. We're sharing our journey together. And that's what I feel makes it uh, successful for us. Other men might just need a care package. I don't. I need to build bridges with other men. <laughs> that's just awesome. That's <laughs> what a great way. To explain it, <laughs> I love it. That's, cool, <laughs> That's so cool. Thanks, Edgar. That's good. That's rich. Um, hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, going back to the circle. You know, um, those listening may be thinking, okay, we're definitely picking up on some really good things, right? Men opening up, men being vulnerable, men, you know, uh, reaching out to each other. All those things are amazing, right? Uh, hey, but what happens at Barbarian Circle? We're, we're talking about what makes this successful and uh, you, we mentioned, right, barbarian, raw masculinity, the circle, that circle of trust. And the circle is huge for us. Yeah. So, you know, they may, they, somebody may, may be asking, okay, so is this like a Bible study? Uh, this is not a typical Bible study, uh, right? And how do you describe the circle, the time together, uh, uh, what we call the circle? Hector, describe that to us. Um. It, is, it does have – we have a theme that goes throughout the year. Yeah. And so we touch on these points, and we try to dissect this theme as, 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 as we go along through the year. And so the theme builds momentum throughout the year. Yeah. And so when we share, the structure is, you know, what we try to do is share five minutes, five-minute dialogue, questions to engage, open-ended questions to engage the men. 
and, and then share another five minutes and then dialogue in five minutes dialogue so yes are we teaching out of the bible yes are we going into the scriptures yes but is this a um you know exegetical uh teaching um uh yes and no right but but it's more of a topical and it's encouragement and i feel if we can inform and inspire men every meeting we've done our like we're doing a good job we're informing men and that's sharing the gospel and inspiring them to live it out and and i can't tell you more john this is a uh, part of the circle yeah no uh well said uh definitely not not a typical bible study if, if people come to our meeting uh, with that mindset they're going to be disappointed it's not the way it works there's a pow tremendous power uh, in the sharing, right? Men being able to open up, to interact, to engage each other. That's where a lot, lot of things, a lot of breakthroughs happen. But uh, well said on the circle. Victor, you want to say anything else about the circle? Follow that up in any way? Yeah. Um, I hate that word topical, Hector. I really, really hate that I word know, topical. but. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, yeah, I hate that word topical. I don't, I don't see it as a, as a topical kind of thing. I see it more like a like a root extraction. Oh, no! I, I what, okay, what I, I like that <laughs> root extraction. <laughs> it is. Look, I mean, we got to be honest. Like it hurts. <laughs> it does. It does. You know, but it's necessary. That's the thing. You know, I, I think <laughs> us as men, we're stubborn. We're stubborn, and we we hide stuff and we bury it, and we figure, you know what? Just burying it deep enough, it'll go away. And so topically, we just kind of, you know, do little studies here and there, and we throw a little bit of Jesus on it and wear a couple no, We do more than that. Yeah, we do more and, than and that. We're, and we're good. You know, we're good for Sunday. And, and the thing is, that might work for some people. You know, that might get you through the week. That might get you through a couple of Instagram posts and some Facebook quotes and whatever. But when you really, really want to dig deep at what that thing is that's, like, triggering you, what that thing is that's, like, not letting you advance, this is the place where where the shovels are out and where people are getting dirty. They're getting down and dirty, and they're digging deep inside there, and they're, they're opening it up. And when you see somebody else rip that thing out of their chest, you feel free to start digging into you. You feel free to start letting the Holy Spirit dig into that. Just like David said, you know, God, search me. Search me. Yeah. We feel comfortable not just saying that and praying it, but begin to actually do that in our lives. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. I feel like if, before we, we uh, move on to the next section, uh, under the topic of why Barbarian Circle has been successful, I think we have to talk just a little bit about the structure. And again, right, we, we don't reveal everything. We're not going to do that. But uh, just so that anyone listening who's interested say, hey, I, I, I'm intrigued by this, kind of get a sense of, of what happens without really uh, us going into detail. One thing I can say, and I'll say openly here, uh, we announce that we say it, is our men know one thing, that they can get from wherever they're coming from, they can know that once they arrive, they're, they're, we're going to feed them. And that's yeah. going to be part of Burberry and Circle. And we love to say, we love to joke and say, hey, we, we give you man food here. Uh, but guys are able to come and just, they know. You come here, you're going to eat and, and take care of that one need you have. And uh, you don't have to stop somewhere and, and figure you got to get something to eat. No, you're, you're going to 
show up and you're going to eat and you're going to be with your uh, uh, with friends and amazing men that are on a similar journey. So that's one reason. That's one thing that happens. Um, after that, you know, something else happens before our circle time. Something else takes place. Now, we're not going to divulge information, but Hector, how would you describe after the, the dinner? It's even during the dinner. Yeah. How would you describe that time? I think because guys are working and everybody gets off. Uh, we're in L.A., so traffic is, is horrific. So that first hour is eating and uh, relationship building uh, activities. Okay, so, stop right here. Now, give me a 20 second delay. Editing is out. <laughs> Release the flag on the player there. You're with me. Rule number one, Agnes. You had one rule, bro. One rule. All these guys are thinking, so we're going to be out there. So, what's your favorite color? <laughs> What's your favorite? If you were a cartoon character, what would it be? <laughs> Relationship building. Oh, man. <laughs> that's not what happens. But okay, yeah, relationships do for it. But yeah, that's not what it is, Hector. We just had guys tune out from the podcast. Delete. Uh, <laughs> Escape. <laughs> Bro, I think I just backslid right now. <laughs> so what do we... All, All right, right we're back. Right. Let me have yeah. Victor, because we're all related to him. All right, what are we doing, Victor? <laughs> we're, we're forging bonds. Oh, thank you. You see that? You see that? That's a little bit of wordsmithing right there. That's manly right there. Forging bonds, bro. Forging <laughs> bonds. I'll be like, Fernando, I love men. <laughs> 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 oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. right. Like, okay, that's better. That's Victor. That's Victor. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> Here, here's the I'll act During that time, we're just letting guys be guys. That's all it is. Well, yeah. except for Hector over there. <laughs> <laughs> guys can be guys. Hector's relationship building, but guys can be. He does that in the corner all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, I was being inspired by the Holy Spirit. All right, okay, I was, just, right. I, was get, I was vulnerable. I was vulnerable. <laughs> Not that vulnerable, Hector. That's <laughs> hot. <laughs> Oh, okay, all right, let's move on. You got it, right? So we're eating. We definitely have this time where guys can just be guys. And then there's the time for a circle. And, um, hey, the rest, you'd have to just show up to a meeting. That's what we tell people. You want to know what Barbara's circle is? You just got to show up. Really, that's it. And you get to really see it and live it. And because we're not going to – we just can't give you all the details. But um, just know that that's what happens. And that has been, made it successful. Guys can just know, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to eat, and I can just be mean. I can be around guys, and we can just be guys. And uh, and then we're going to get around, and we're going to be this, this for this time called the circle. And, uh, man, it's been amazing. It really has. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, I want to talk about – I want to talk about man camp. So we, we meet four months out of the year. We call each month a session. So January session, April session, July session, October session. 
for a total of 16 times, right? That's the way we meet. Um, but then we have, in May, we have a camp. Uh, we don't call it a retreat, Hector. Why? Because men don't retreat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. We don't retreat. And it's a, it's a man camp. And man camp has been, we've had five already. Each one has gotten better than the last, right? Would you agree with that? Yes. And it's just been amazing, amazing, amazing. Just, just God has moved tremendously. And I want to talk about man camp. What is man camp? Again, we can't give, give away all the details, right? We're not going to do that. But we just want to give everyone listening uh, just the gist of what happens and why it's so powerful. So we're going to go Hector first, and then we're going to go Victor, and then I'm going to chime in as well. So, all right, Hector. Aside you better not say relationship building. Yeah, yeah. Aside from holding hands and relationship building, <laughs> what is man camp? <laughs> 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 I can right now. I'm trying to hold it in, dude. Are you editing this? <laughs> I am not. This is raw. And that this is going on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> the structure of man camp what is that it? Yeah. sets it apart, I would say is uh we try to create um a a lot of what we teach throughout man camp. And, it, and what's cool about it is it comes and it meets us pretty much in the middle of our year as far as our sessions. Uh, so it, it comes at us between the two, the two sessions, at, uh, the four sessions, uh, right after the, the heels of the second one. And I just think it's, it's at the time frame that it's at, the, the timing is perfect because it just catapults us into the second part of the year. But when you look at Mad Camp, without giving away too much, it's a lot of what is taught. And, and rites of passage and rituals combined together. That man can see the, the depth of, 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 you know, spirituality, how, you know, and, and then the practical part of it. So you're bringing deep spiritual truths and relating it to practical day-to-day uh, -to -day things. And I think having men gathered doing that, getting their, their, their elbows and hands dirty, uh, learning about uh, the, you know, spiritual truths along with other men, um, drawing closer. There's something about just uh, going to man camp, going to the mountains, being in the wilderness, disconnecting from all the distractions and seeking Jesus Christ for who you are as a man and doing it with other men. Again, you're taking what we do in the sessions, authenticity, right, genuine, transparency, and, 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 and here we are at man camp. Um, I just think, uh, and, and creating rites of passage and, and all these things, I, I, it, it's just profound. For me, man camp is, is it's awesome. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it without giving away. Right. All, yeah. Exactly. That you know all that it is, but it is, yeah. um, you have to experience it. Like yeah. I'll, it's just you really have to experience it. Yeah. You know, Hector, something you would say, uh, I would hear you say in the past, uh, was 
one reason you didn't like going to men's retreats was because you're saying, why am I going to pay to have church in the mountains? That was something, right. That's something <laughs> you used to say a lot. That stuck with me. Why am I going to pay to have church in the mountains? Uh, man, man camp is not church in the mountains. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's time of prayer and time of, of, of worshiping God and time for, time for the, the message. You know, we, we, we definitely want to hear from God and stuff like that. But it's not church in the mountains. Uh, you mentioned uh, men getting their hands dirty, men out in the mountains, uh, uh, rites of passage, rituals, things that I think really resonate with that, something that's primordial, something within men, right? Uh, they can connect with God and they can connect with their surroundings in such a real way. And I think Madcap is definitely not church in the mountains. Uh, it's deeper than that. And uh, from, from our Friday opener, the whole, oh, yeah. the whole the whole weekend is set. Hey, Victor, let's, let's, let's go to you and let's talk a little bit about, just follow up on that question, just about man camp. And, hey, how would you describe it without giving it all away? Let's see. Uh, after we um, build our relationships. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. I love you. But <laughs> I have to. No, I, I kind of see it broken down like in, in three Three main areas, I guess, or, or I guess that's the way uh, I see it. I see it, uh, the interest. The guy who becomes interested to see what it's all about. You know, he, he's going to give Church in the Mountains a try, you know, even though it's not Church in the Mountains. So you got that guy. Then you got the guy who is uh, celebrating. He's celebrating a year of fighting. He's celebrating a year of building. He's celebrating a year of, of striving. There's There's that group of guys. And then there's the guys who come ready to fight. Um, I see I see our man camp like a base camp. If you've ever been on a hike, if you've ever been camping, uh, if you've ever been hunting, everybody kind of goes their own way. They go about their own thing. They go on their own little voyage, their own little journey, their own little uh, trip. But then everybody comes back to this one singular place where the campfire is lit. Everybody's around it. Everybody is... is uh, telling stories everybody is is telling their experience um in the same location but their experience it's like us in our spiritual walk and our spiritual battles we are all in one place as men that one primal need that one primal call is is fulfilled there and um it like i said it, it it's a celebration and it's a call to fight it's a call to continue fighting uh, that's kind of how i see it you know i can't really give out too much but yeah, that, that's how I see it. Uh, it sticks out to me, you know, Friday Friday nights, our opener, that's like the big, the biggest event, right? Um, I just see grown men coming, some for the first time, deeply touched by God. Yeah. In ways they didn't think possible. And they may have been expecting, you know, uh, loud, you know, evangelistic, fiery preaching and uh, electric, you know, electric instruments playing at full volume, and uh, you, instead of that, it's so so different. It is something that men can relate to immediately, and and you know, Victor, you mentioned that primordial something, and it connects with men, and they connect with God in a way they didn't expect, and it hits them all. And we're done, and we're walking back to to our our our, our place. You hear the men talking about. 
the, the just wowed by it. Just can't believe that that God could move in their life that strongly, and it sets the tone for everything else we do throughout that weekend. It's Friday night. It's all day Saturday, and we're done Sunday. We after lunch we we head back. Right, we head back. It's short, but it's powerful. Um, hey, man camp. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, I have here another question. Um, it's it's about structure, just kind of how it's structured, and you know we have to be vague because we can't give it all away. You have to show up to man camp to see what it is. But if we were to mention something about the structure of man camp, so we'll go with you, Hector. Then we'll go with Victor. Uh, explain to the listeners what that looks like. I think uh, the structure is tied in, obviously, with our theme of the year, right? And so our theme of the year is, is weaved into what we do that whole weekend. For us, Friday, we start late on Friday. And so, and that is strategic because, again, guys work. They're coming from far away. And we don't want to give a guy an excuse of why not to come. So we usually start maybe 9.30, sometimes 10 o'clock on a Friday night. But Friday night is, is really, uh, it, it's, it's Friday night football, man. Lights are on. Yeah. You know what I mean? The whistle blows, man. They're running out of that hall, breaking through that paper. And, and really, Friday night is that. Yeah. And I think Friday night introduces the whole weekend. Yeah. And um, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can creatively say, you know, without giving it up. But then after that, we'll have uh, Saturday morning and uh, we'll, we'll have a session Saturday morning. Again, we'll have some type of uh, uh, ritual or rite of passage. That's kind of like just in every teaching session, it all kind of like just comes together. And the reason why we do is because we want guys to, we want to hit all their senses, right? Like all five senses, right? You're going to have food up there. You're going to visually see stuff. You're going to feel stuff, right? You're going to smell. You're going to like, you're getting everything. And we don't, and so guys, we learn differently. And so we just try to implement that in our structures. So Saturday morning, we have a teaching. Um, then again, we'll some type of ritual. And then after that, we have, uh, you know, our breakfast and stuff like that. And I think between, between uh, breakfast and lunch, I'm sorry. Right after breakfast, between lunch and dinner, usually we have some sort of, uh, we'll have some free time, but we'll also have, man, I, I don't want to give this away, but we have uh, certain activities. Coordinated that, activities. Yeah. Coordinated activities. So yeah. it's not, it is free time, but but it's, there's some activities where it, it's, we're strategically putting together for guys to understand, again, uh, our theme of the year. And for guys to connect with God, even through activities. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and for guys to uh, forge relationships and, uh, <laughs> and begin to trust one another as yeah. they trust God. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so, do you want to add? Go ahead. Yeah. I, I want to add just what you said about um, how, how, how we're teaching the men, how they're learning. Um, you know, Men don't necessarily um, all, always learn well within a classroom session, a classroom setting. Uh, men uh, love to be real hands-on. 
uh, men love the outdoors. And we've picked up on that. And so you've been saying it, Hector, uh, over and over again, that the way we, we, we want them to learn, right, the way we want them to connect with the theme is by doing. It's not just where one person is, is teaching, although we do have that. Yeah. Um, but the men are also learning by doing. And they are getting involved, and they are getting involved with, with the surroundings, right, outdoors. And they're, they're doing coordinated activities that are intended to, to really convey a very powerful message. And so it's not just, you know, classroom learning, take out your, your notebook and, and write down these points, and we have some, you know, three points to go over. We are, we are basically drilling down on a theme. Um, and we use the 16 meetings throughout the year, right? The four sessions mm -hmm. uh, in those four months and man camp to really drill down that one thing. Our theme of this year is, Hector, share that with us. Raise your banner, stake your claim. And last year was? Fight. Boom. <laughs> That's right. So they were learning how to fight last year. This year. Yeah. This year it's. Oh no! You're 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 conquering. You're you're really extending your tents. You're you're doing big stuff, right? And, and so we we convey this theme, and everything we do is strategic. Friday night, that opener, strategic. That's when you really get hit with the theme. Uh, a, a teaching session, you know, uh, in the morning, and then we have this time where outside these coordinated activities, everything designed for men to learn. Um, in so many different ways that guys like to learn. And we have seen that it has really resonated with the guys, connected with the men, and they've walked away understanding what that theme is, what that one theme is. They get it. It's powerful. And, and I think it's – sorry, John, but I, I think it's key because a lot of times um, we put it all on the speaker of that weekend. And, 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 and as men, like as some guys come to retreat waiting to see if God's going to talk to them through a yeah, preacher. Good. That's good. Right. And yeah. they'll leave that weekend dissatisfied because right. maybe they didn't get it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even if the preacher did speak something and hit your heart, he's not going to be there on Monday with you. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be with your wife with, you know, in your, in, inside your house in that relationship. He's not going to be with you at work. You're not going to be with you at the store. You know what I mean? So what we try to do is, yes, we have the speaker to impact your life. So now what are you going to do? What now? And so I think our, 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 our rites of passage and our rituals cement and, our, and the activities we do kind of like cement and solidify what, whatever you was taught. Now what's your response? What's your response? So then men take ownership of what they've heard. So now they're not only they're not hearers of the word, but now they're doers of the word, and I and so that's what I appreciate about how we how we do it because now it's not just one guy. All right, well you didn't get me this morning. Let's see if you'll get me uh, midday, and or let's see if you'll get me tonight. But it's like no, now you're actively participating in the gospel message. All right, that was just heavy. <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, hey Vic, uh, chime in. Uh, as far as the structure goes, um, it, it's hard, It's kind of hard to speak on it without kind of giving it all away. Right. Right. Um, you guys have done the hell of a job doing it. Um, 
it's just it's really hard. There's, there's a lot. You have to be there. You really, really have to be there. But I think for me, um, probably two things. For me, it's it's Friday morning. It's uh, it's it's the Friday morning ritual. Uh, can't speak too much on it. Uh, but if you leave with us Friday morning, it doesn't start till Friday night. You know, BC Man Campus after Friday night. But for some of us, and we throw that invitation, anybody's going, anybody's available, it'll start Friday morning. And that's another way to forge relationships. <laughs> but uh, for us, Friday morning, and I think the other thing for me is is um, uh, you're with your brothers, you're with the guys that you're fighting with, you're with the guys that, that you guys are, that we're building each other up. So the speaker is is there. And he's just kind of like a, a cherry on top of the cake. Um, but you're you're around everybody else that you've been fighting with. And I think that's that's key, you know, because we all relate to each other. But what I like about the speakers is that, like Hector said, a lot of times you throw it on the speaker. The speaker, he better bring his A game. He better bring that little black book of preachings. He better, like, he better have some angels that come down with them and, and some holy water. Um but with our speakers, and I've noticed it at every one that I've been to, um, you need to put that little book away, and you better speak from your heart. That guy better open up, and he better be just as raw as we are. Yeah. If not, we're going to smell it, and if we smell it, we're not going to relate to it. Yeah. And if we don't relate to it, it was a waste of our time. Right. And every guy that has gone out there to preach, every guy that I can remember, yeah. uh, Albert, uh, I'll just stop right there. But um, they've, it's been so raw and it's been so open, and it's like a mirror just looking at you. It's like a mirror and a flashlight, and you're just yeah. you're just stunned. Yeah. And uh, oh man, it's it's powerful. It is powerful. It's been it's been confirmation, right? Like what? Like yeah. when the speakers have spoken, and it's like oh, God man. is is confirmation of what God's been doing through us to yep. us, right? And through us during the sessions, and here comes a speaker out of nowhere. And yep. like hits all the men in the heart, right? Yep. And that's it, it. It's quite an experience, man. It's it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We tell we tell our speakers, look, we're not looking for fire. We're not looking for an evangelist, somebody to come and and just pump the guys up. We're looking for a conversation. We want you to be conversational, but we want you to be raw. Share your heart. Be transparent. Connect with the men. And all five have done just that, right? And the men see it. It's like from the very first time that they speak, uh, the men are just captivated. And it perpetuates, like you were saying, Victor, right, the openness, the rawness that we have in Barbarian Circle. Um, absolutely powerful, right? That's just the, 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 the tone of the camp throughout the, the, the whole weekend. Just powerful like that. And uh, very simple, even in the worship, very simple. Just something that guys can relate to, and uh, right, no bells and whistles, and, and God just shows up in such a powerful way. I have two mm -hmm. questions left. Um, we're gonna have to do a part two, and some of the other members of our team uh, were not able to be here. We definitely want to pull in David and we want to pull in Fernando. Those two have a lot to share, and so we'll do a part two on on reverse circle. There's there's a lot more to cover, but just two last questions for tonight uh, for this particular meeting. Uh, how is BC helping men grow closer to Jesus? I want you guys to talk about results, right? What have been the results we've seen? And uh, that's one. Two, I want to talk about chapters. 
Uh, it's been our dream since uh, year one of our brand circle. We're in year five uh, to see chapters open, right? Other other churches take on Barbarian Circle. We want to spread it just because it's uh, it's amazing. And we actually have a new chapter, our second chapter. Uh, and we're blown away by that. And and Hector, I'll let you definitely share on that. Um, so question one, let's talk about results. Uh, how is BC helping men get closer to Jesus? What have we witnessed? What's the fruit of Barbarian Circle? Start with you, Victor, and then we'll go to Hector. All right. Um, I think when we when um, my first introduction to BC and my first introduction to some of the guys in BC, there was a lot of like, <clears throat> there was a lot of excuse that came out from the guys. There was a lot of well, you don't understand me because of this. You don't understand me because of that. And as we started to open up and we started to share that, you know, a lot of us are struggling with the same thing, and a lot of us are ashamed to really open up about it. <clears throat> I think it kind of uh, sets the bar for where we're able to talk. Once it sets the bar for where we're able to talk and that that is no longer something that's taboo that you cannot talk about, then you're able to ask the questions, okay, where do I go from here? For a lot of us that grew up in the church, a lot of us kind of have, okay, I know I'm supposed to go back to the Bible, and, and but there's a lot of guilt to it. There's a lot of guilt with going back to God and asking forgiveness. Um, but there's also a lot of encouragement with other guys that draw you closer to God. It's all about that corner. It's all about the people that you have around you. They need to draw you towards God. If they don't draw you towards God, then what they're doing is they're coddling you in the sin that you're already in. And they're making you normalize yourself in that. So the results, I think, have come from guys being able to seek God and be encouraged to seek God in the middle of their struggles, in the middle of their sin, and to be able to gain a little bit of ground at a time. A lot of times we want to gain all the ground back that we lost, but there's no shame in gaining back one inch, one foot at a time. And there's a lot of encouragement that's come along the way from that. There's, there's um, a lot of encouragement from the guys praying for each other and praying with each other. The accountability is big. Um, once you're open, that accountability is there. And then you're able to see genuine Christianity. And I think that's what it is right there. It's not something that we do just on Sunday. Or it's not something that we do when we get together for a Bible study. This is what Christianity is supposed to be. This is what being Christ-like is supposed to be. We're supposed to build each other up. And it gives a platform for it. It gives us an opportunity to build each other up, be accountable to the Word, be accountable to God and point each other in the right direction. That's good. Yeah, very good. Excellent. That's good. Very good. Wow. Hector, how about you? What do you say? How do you answer that question? What have uh, what have been some of the results? Um, right? How is BC in helping men? Uh, Find freedom in Christ. Yeah. Find freedom in Christ. A lot of men are crippled in our church, and they're crippled with the guilt of dealing with temptations. Some men have not even succumbed to the temptations. They're fighting it, but they feel like they're losing because they're fighting. And no boxer uh, walks out of a fight without bruises on his face. And sometimes, I mean, you, you could watch a boxing fight, and, and the, the winner actually has... 
a, a rip, you know, his eyebrows torn open and he has a fat eye and he kind of looks like he was beat up, but he actually he's victorious. And I think giving men the freedom to wrestle through, you know, Paul says, I wrestle, you know what I mean? Against my flesh. I beat it into submission. Dude, that's some hands-on stuff. You know, that's, that's, that's in your armpit type of stuff. And I think men are finding the fight. They're getting comfortable, not in sin, but they're getting, they're, 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 how can I say, they're aware that they're in this fight. And even though they feel the blows, they're getting the strength to fight back and overcome. So they're no longer in fear or trembling in church, afraid to lift their hands up. During worship, afraid to ask for prayer because somebody might judge them. I think like what uh, Victor was saying is that when you remove judgment and we can understand men for where they're at and who they are and God loves them just the way they are and loves them so much, he doesn't want to leave them that way, right? Men begin to gain strength. And in that fight, they begin to get up. And in that fight, they begin to swing back. And I've seen men who were once just going to church to make their wives happy are now leading their families to go to church. Yeah. Men yeah. who were just on the corners, who never come and participate, all of a sudden, they're taking lead roles in helping the church in fundraisers, helping Thank other you. ministries in fundraisers. Guys who maybe most churches would look and say, yeah, he's not spiritually mature. Yeah, he's still struggling with certain things. Yeah, let's just wait. Let's just wait. You know what I mean? And, and that's like saying I'm not going to catch this fish right now because it still has scales on it. You know what I mean? Uh, let's not catch that fish. It still has bones in it. Uh, it's not ready to be eaten. And it's like, well, hold up, man. Like, and I think what Barbarian has done is like, men are being drawn really to how Jesus sees them. And by being drawn to that, they're gaining strength and victory. And I'm just seeing guys like the, the um, and not only that, you're seeing guys who at one point, now they're encouraging other men in the circle. And that's the part that I look and I'm like, man, like, this is cool. It's not just the leaders encouraging. The men in the circle are leading and encouraging one another. Yeah. And that's what's awesome. And so that's what I've seen throughout the years. And honestly, most guys would come in, and, and I got to say this, because most guys would come in. We've developed friendships since we were in high school. And we got friends that, that, that we've known for many years. But let's be real. Some of those friends, are they edifying? You know what I mean? And have and and then so to to forge new relationships, some of us are too busy and too tired. But I think when you come into BC and you're part of that, there's just something that happens, like people who are on the military, people who go to war, people who are on team sports. When you're in that struggle together, win or lose, there's a a a, a, a relationship that is forged through through trials, through battles. And, and and that is what what I've seen BC help men draw closer to Jesus and gain strength, and it's and it's an ongoing. It's not a destination. We're like, yeah, all our men are good, but <clears throat> including myself. But it's it's I still got to practice my yep. devotion, my prayer, and yep. guys are still developing, yep. and and guys are still growing, and God still has us on the rotisserie, right? And He's churning us and. And so it's never like you get to a destination where everything's okay. But the cool thing is you get to a place 
where you're not easily punked anymore. Wow. You know I mean, you, you got Jesus in your corner. You got guys in your corner. Now the enemy can't just come in and punk me and, and, and manhandle me. No, no, no. I, I got backup now. I, I know how to get to Jesus. I know how to call on Jesus. I walk with somebody. I have a stronger, bigger man that walks with me, and his name is Jesus. So you see men walk with that swagger that they didn't have before. So you see guys that walked in defeated with the sense of shame. Now they're walking with a certain swagger. They're not perfect, but they understand who they are in Jesus. Man, that's just powerful. Well said. Well said. I'll just give you a very short three answers. Um, of course, five years, seen our men get free from addiction. Incredible. That's been Oh, amazing. yeah. Uh, number two, have seen them step up in their, in their home and at work, really achieving greater things. We've seen them step up, and they're going for those promotions, getting that education, stepping out and doing bigger things. We've seen how it's impacted their, their homes. Like you're saying, Hector, they're bringing their families to church. It's a big change. And the third, third area is we have seen them right just get closer to Jesus, just like a, a greater hunger in them for God that wasn't there. And so we've seen, I've seen that. So freedom from addiction, um, really stepping up at home and at work and their professional lives. And then, and then of course this hunger for God and the Berrien circle has been just amazing. Hey, so here's the last, uh, last thing I want to point out. We now have a, a chapter that opened up in Palmdale, a wonderful church opened up a chapter. We are so excited about, I haven't gone out there. Hector, you have, Tell us about what's happening out there. Hopefully some of them are listening. are going to hear this episode. Hopefully all of them will. And uh, share, share that. Share, uh, share what's going on over there. Um, my brother uh, has, has been moved by, you know, he's been coming to man camp. And every, you know, the years he leaves and he's like, man, it's just, we need something, man. We need something in Palmdale. We need something in Palmdale. And, um, <clears throat> and, and, through prayer and, and, you know, just talking, he finally said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. And, you know, got the backing of his pastor and, you know, he's out there in Ponda at, uh, I think the church is called journey. And, um, so Joshua, uh, he sets it off. Right. And I think one of the fears for us is like, are these guys going to get it right? What type of guys is he going to get? Right. And what kind of guys are going to come? Are they going to, are they going to change it up? Uh, um, but you just trust God, like, you know, we know what men need. And no matter where you are, if you're in Southern Cal, if you're in the East Coast, men are men. And we have the same needs. And uh, so I go out there to visit, right? And um, day one, I'm like, wow, these guys, they got it. So day one, I'm like, they got it. And they were already like, I, I'm like, I'm just sitting there and it's kind of like I'm at another BC meeting. Like this is like another BC meeting. Right. And, and, and I didn't go the second week and, and I felt it. Man, I wish I wanted to go check it out. And that's that we had ours on Thursdays. They're doing theirs on Monday. And then I went out the third week and man, I'm sitting there, man. And there's a, a few more guys and dude, there's new faces. I'm, and they got it. And, um, and, and, and then here we are, and I, I tell my brother, look, we got a, a private Facebook page, and uh, the only way you can really be a part of that, that Facebook page is, is you got to come to one of our meetings. 
So if you're closer to Palmdale, go to Palmdale. If you're closer to Norwalk or Downey, come to Downey because you can't be on the Facebook page, uh, private group page until you've been there. But, dude, first thing, guys come out, boom, they get it. They're already dialoguing and creating content for us to engage, you know, on, on, on uh, Facebook. And so I just, I think the awesome part is that the men, just as our men, or guys that go to BC uh, and, and Downey, the guys that are going in Pondville, and the guys that have been at, at, at man camp, there's one common thing. I wasn't expecting this. And this was dope. I needed it. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> like, so the common theme when you hear guys is like, I needed this and I didn't know. I wasn't expecting this and it was awesome. And, and I think like when you look at that second chapter, I'm excited, man. I'm like, man, it, it's, it's not BC. But it's, it's what Jesus is doing through the men. Give men a place to be real, yeah. to encounter Jesus, and you'll see men transformed. We're not trying to do tips, or, or ta uh, Jesse Miranda would say most people look for, what is it, uh, uh, tips, tricks, and techniques. And he's on when they ought to be looking for ways to teach, touch, and transform. And I think that's what BC is doing. We're not about the tricks and, and all the tactics, but we're teaching men, touching men, and transforming them through the gospel. And, and so when you see dudes being transformed, I'm like, more churches need this. More yeah. churches need this because most churches have a men's ministry is, is limited to once a month Bible study. That's not enough to really engage men or for men to let their jaw bridges come down, you know what I mean? And, and begin to, to not just be an island, but create yeah. bridges between those islands. Amazing. And man. more churches need to kind of create something like this. Yeah. Wow. So, so the DNA was transferred. Yeah. We have it. Oh, yeah. It's there, man. Yeah. Hey, Hector, so um, if there's pastors... Uh, listening to this episode uh, or maybe just church leaders, maybe, maybe men's leaders. And they're thinking, how do we learn more about barbarian circle? How can we, you know, learn more about starting a chapter and Hey, what would you, what would you say to them? One, I would say you have to visit us. You have to visit us. Um, Palmdale is an hour and a half away from me. And I didn't need to be out there. But I drove out there after a hard day of work, hitting that traffic. I drove out there to be there to experience that with them. And I was glad I did. So I would say church leaders and pastors, look at your men in the church. What is lacking? And is one hour and a half or wherever it is to get to a BC meeting and check it out. Come to a man camp. You yeah. know, visit us. We're more than willing to sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about it. But the truth is, you need to come to a few BC sessions and you need to come to a man camp just to see how God is moving in the practical 
way. Yeah. Profoundly moving in the practical. So if you come out and visit us, we can talk, have a cup of coffee, and then we can engage from there. But look at you men in the church. And then you need to decide, you know, if they need something like this or not. And if they do, then you need to make the sacrifice to come out and learn and be with us. We'll embrace you. We'll share. You know what I mean? There's not like a $9 a month, uh, you know, subscribe, you know, <laughs> whatever we, hey, God freely gave to us. We freely give to you. We want to see men grow. We want to, man, we want to see this continue to go to other chapters. And we want to have a big man camp where we gather together all the unity, all the chapters together. All the chapters. Let's do Come this, on. man. Like, we'll start a Christian gang. No, I'm just playing. But, uh, <laughs> but, but to show, man, I, so I just think pastors, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. Just do it. That's great. Hey, by the way, Man Camp 2018 is scheduled for May 18, 19, and 20. Uh, we already have the location. We have everything. We have ample room. We have a phenomenal speaker. I mean, I think it's yeah. everybody. And can I, can I say his name? Is that okay if I say Yeah. Name? I would say yeah. Well, yeah. he's a speaker. Yeah, we have Dr. Isaac Canales. Uh, the Dr. Isaac Canales, what what a phenomenal speaker! Uh, not only is he one of the best preachers I've ever heard, but he was a regular speaker at the Promise Keepers. If anybody recalls that ministry, that that movement, uh, I, I think it lasted a decade. I don't remember how long it went, but they would fill stadiums with men. He was one of the speakers, and he is phenomenal. So hey, if, if you're listening to this, you want to see Man Camp? Hey, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Out to us, and 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 I'll provide that uh, toward the end notes, and you can, uh, uh, you know, I'll give you information on how to contact us. We'd love to have you visit, and love you to join us in Man Camp, and we're hoping that you catch the vision for Barbarian Circle and get that DNA, and just take it and, and start another chapter. Uh, hey, Victor, I turn to you now, just for closing thoughts, brother. We got to wrap it up. This has been a great session. I really appreciate you too. It's been great. Um, closing thoughts. All right. Um, I find myself for the longest time wanting to be Abel, wanting to be just like Abel. But I found myself being more like Esau. Unlike Esau, I wanted to be close to God. I just didn't know how. And my whole life, I've just butted heads with, with myself and with my walk, not knowing how to get close to God. In this ministry in BC, I've found a place where if Esau was a man of God, the way he was, hairy, dirty, hunter, smelling like the outdoors, if this guy was a man dedicated to God, I finally found a place where both of them would come together, the way God made man. Because God first made man. And there's something very, very deep in that, that he made us in his very image. He made us out in the outdoors, in the wild. Yeah. And so I'm finally able to find a place where me, in that sense, kind of like Esau, I'm able to find God in those terms and to be accepted by God in those terms because I'm not trying to stay like that. I'm trying to get closer to God's heart. In BC, 
I always say it. No BS, just BC. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> wow, that's good. Hey guys, we'll have to do a part two and bring in David and, and Fernando for that. Uh, thank you so awesome. much. This is a really good run. And I just uh, pray that all the men listening to the podcast will be blessed, challenged, encouraged that uh, to know that uh, there are places where they can come together and be men and let down their drawbridges, as Hector says, and get off their island and you know, engage other men and be vulnerable, be supportive, be accountable. And it's called Barbarian Circle. God bless you guys. Thank Join you. the circle. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you found it intriguing. And if you would like to have a conversation about our men's ministry, please reach out to me at pjslcc at gmail.com. Once again, that's pjslcc at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Post it to social media and let others know what we're doing here. And uh, to never miss another episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That way you'll have every episode delivered to your device. Well, that's it for now. We'll see you next time.